I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. How's it going? I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of multiple books. This is the 10X is Easier Than 2X YouTube series. This is episode three. And in this episode, I'm going to share my screen in a second, and I'm going to walk you through one of the core concepts of a 10X psychology, which is identity. Your identity is one of the things that you're going to have to scale up 10X if you're going to want to be your future self. And identity is very misunderstood, typically. And so I'm going to show you a model of identity and time, because identity has a lot to do with the story you have of your past and the story you have of your future. And both of those things ultimately equal out to who you are being right now. So I'm going to show you this model. This is a model that I invented, created, and I'm actually in the process of patenting. But you're going to understand very powerfully one of the key differences between a 10x psychology versus a 2x psychology when you start to understand how identity works. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. This is what I call the 10x psychology model. From my perspective, 10x is really about three things. It's about your identity, which is your story and your standards. It's also about your time, and your time fundamentally comes down to your attention. The quality of your attention, the depth of your attention, and the return you get on that attention. And then finally, your leadership. Leadership comes down to trust and transformation. In this video, I'm going to walk you through a model that I created that will show you how your identity works with time. Your past self and your future self, which are stories, ultimately shape who you're being right now. So it's common for people to say that you should live in the present and that the past doesn't exist and neither does the future and that you should honestly ignore the past and ignore the future. That is psychologically bad advice, but it's also just psychologically impossible. From a psychology standpoint, time is actually not sequential. Time is holistic. The past, present, and future all exist simultaneously for you, and you have a past that's continuously adjusting and a future that's also continuously adjusting. Who you are right now is based fully on how you frame and view your past and also how you frame and view your future. We all have a past and a future that's impacting our experiences right now. For example, you may have unresolved trauma or certain experiences that are shaping your experiences here and now. To pretend like you don't have a past or that your past isn't impacting you is a lie. You absolutely have a past. There's a great quote actually from William Faulkner. He said, the past is never dead. It's not even past. There's another great book on this subject. It's called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. And it's by Gordon Livingston. He was a psychiatrist, a grief psychiatrist. And one of the things that he talks about in that book is that the narratives or the memories that we have are far from fixed, but instead they're always under constant revision. So our past is always basically like the draft of a book. It's under constant revision, but so is our future. Our future is also under constant revision. And so in this video, I'm going to share with you the inaccurate way that people look at the past, present, and future, and then a far more profound and a lot more powerful also a lot more science-based view of the past, present, and future, and give you an effective model so that you can start operating from your desired 10x future self rather than getting stuck in a linear operating system where you're operating from your past. So this is the common way of looking at the past and the present. The view is, is that the past is what's driving the present. And actually, a lot of people have a, a deterministic view on this where they say that the past is literally determining the present, and the past is like a domino knocking over the present. And actually, this is what a lot of psychological theories have been for literally 100, over 100 years. This is how a lot of what Freud viewed as people. This is why he would want you to understand what are your childhood traumas and things like that. So this is ultimately a view 
where the past causes the present and that the present is simply a byproduct of the past. One way of saying it is, is that the past actually drives the present, but also the past happens to the present and the present is the byproduct of the past. A far more effective, but also a far more truthful perspective of this is actually that it's not the past that determines the present. It's actually the present that determines the meaning of the past. One of my favorite quotes on this comes from Dr. Brent Slife. He wrote a book called Time and Psychological Explanation. And he said, it's more accurate to say that the present causes the meaning of the past than to say that the past causes the meaning of the present. So back to the quote from Dr. Gordon Livingston in the book, Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart, is he said that the, the narratives of our past, far from being fixed, are under constant revision. We can paint our stories as either happy or sad. The choice is up to us. So this is a more masterful approach. And back to the quote from Dr. Brent Slife, it's more accurate to say that the present causes the meaning of the past than to say that the past causes the meaning of the present. How you view this relationship between the past and the present is going to largely determine how much agency, how much choice, and how much power you have in the present. Again, your present experience is largely shaped by how you view your past and how you view your future. I view the past and the future as tools for ultimately operating at higher and better levels in the present. But if you view the past as driving the present or that the past is happening to the present, then you're not going to have much agency. This is what happens, by the way, when you have trauma. If you still have unresolved trauma, then what that means is that you believe that the past is something determining the present and also determining the future. From my view, this means that your past is actually a liability. You're actually viewing the past as something, first off, that you have no control over, but also various aspects of the past or various experiences are shaping and determining who you are and what you can do. And a trauma is the idea that an experience happened in the past. And now because that experience happened, your present and your future are ultimately limited in some way because that happened. Post-traumatic growth, which there's an enormous amount of research on post-traumatic growth, is actually the opposite. Rather than the past happening to you, it's happening for you because in the present, you are proactively shaping the meaning of your past and you're gleaning more and more experiences from it. You're actually shaping the narrative, the meaning, and the context of the past. And so what happens is that you're always growing in the present, especially if you're someone who's consciously growing, learning, shaping yourself. And so the goal is, is that as you grow, learn, and evolve, you take that new knowledge and experience and you use it to recontextualize the past. Recontextualizing means that you ultimately reshape the story with different meanings and different perspectives. One of the ways you can do this, honestly, is as you grow and evolve in the present, you go back to the past if you want, and you can change the meaning of experiences. You can actually change them and transform them. For example, you can apologize to someone. I do this all the time. As a father of six kids, I make plenty of mistakes, and I think it's really powerful rather than letting the past be dormant and stuck to actually go back and apologize. And to, for example, apologize to my 15-year-old son. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I got mad at you or for something like that. And then to explain myself and explaining myself gives further context to the situation. And it's actually the context that determines the meaning of the content. And who you are in the present is different from who you were in the past. For example, when I was 11 years old, my parents got divorced. That divorce led my father to becoming a drug addict. But myself in the present right now as a 35-year-old man doesn't need to see that divorce the same way my 11-year-old self saw it. I have a lot more context. For example, one of the things that I know now is that my father is no longer a drug addict. My father's an amazing man and he's done a lot of things and all that stuff actually happened for us, not to us. And I get to choose to look back on the past and say, look at all the things that, that I'm now enabled to do because of this. So part of having mastery over the past and honestly mastery over your identity is a few things. One is, as I've said, your identity is the story you have of your past self and your future self. And ultimately, that's going to shape who you are, what you can do in the present. And if you want to have a 10x psychology, you don't want to let the past shape the present. That's actually what a 2x mindset is. 
2x as a mindset and as a strategy is a linear perspective. What it means is, is that you're letting the past shape the present and simultaneously you're letting the present dictate your strategy for the future. This is why 2x is non-transformational. Also, and I'll show you the model again in a minute, but I've, sh I've explained it in episodes one and two of this series, that if you wanna go 10x, you have to let go of 80% of your life, which is your present and past that no longer fit the 10x future. But if you wanna go for 2x growth, 2x growth, you can actually keep the 80% because 2x means you're letting the present dictate the future. So let me break this down really simply. Part of having a 10x psychology means that the present shapes the meaning of the past, not the other way around. In the present, you get to continuously reshape and transform the past. I actually read the book Finite and Infinite Games this morning, and that's one of the things he even talks about in that book, is that when you have a finite mindset, you actually think that the past is determining the present. But when you have an infinite mindset, you're always continually transforming the meaning of the past and continuously reshaping it so that you're learning more and more from it. Now, there's one other key component of this mindset model and of having mastery over your past. And that's the continuous recognition that who you are right now is actually different from who you were in the past. You are not your past self. You're not who you were five years ago, but you're not who you were five days ago. And one of the things that you regularly want to do, and Dan and I actually wrote an entire book on the subject called The Gap and the Gain, is that in the present, for example, at the end of each day, you could look back and you could say, how am I different from who I was at the beginning of the day? What did I learn today that has changed the game? So at the end of each day, you could look back and say, what do I now know that I didn't know at the beginning of this day? What's now possible that wasn't possible to me before? Even if your day seemingly falls apart, if you have mastery over your past, then you're the one who shapes it into a positive. That's actually the difference between a negative and a positive experience. A negative experience is something that happens to you, which you believe you have no agency over, whereas a positive experience is something that you happen to. You believe it happened for you because you're the one who squeezes juice out of it. You are the only one who has access to your own experiences, and you get to choose whether you increase their value or whether you decrease their value. We actually are the ones who determine if our experiences are valuable or invaluable, positive or negative. So for example, me, I actually believe it was a very positive experience that my parents got divorced. I believe it was positive for me and that it happened for me. And I can continuously see how it's happening for me more and more. And I get to decide that, choose that and learn from it. And I believe it can continuously be a blessing to me in my present and my future. But also I recognize that I'm not the same person I was in the past. I'm not the same person I was at age 11, but I'm also not the same person I was even yesterday. I now know things that I didn't know yesterday. I'm now clearer than I was yesterday. So a key component is recognizing that you're not your past self. You're not the person you were before, but part of having this mastery is, is that you actually are grateful for your past self. You have nothing but compassion, love, and understanding for your past self because you understand that first off, you're the one who shapes the identity of your past self. You're the one who contextualizes the story or the narrative of your past. A big aspect of identity is the narrative you have of your past self and your future self. That's what largely shapes your experience in the present. Having a positive psychology in the present means that you have an increasingly great past and an increasingly purposeful and exciting future. So you never want to blame your past self. Instead, you want to be grateful for your past self. You want to have compassion for your past self. You want to recognize that your past self had limitations you don't have. Your past self made choices and made decisions for various reasons that you wouldn't make anymore. I've actually gotten to the point where I actually don't look at look at my past self as having made mistakes. Instead, I view it as they made choices based on reasons that are different than the choices I would now make. And they are different reasons than I would now make because I now have a different knowledge and understanding. I love the quote, lessons are repeated until learned. There are no mistakes in life, only lessons and lessons are repeated until learned. Now let's move to the future. 
The common view is, is that the past determines the present and that the present determines the future. This is a linear approach to time. It's also a sequential approach to time. And one of the things that Dr. Brent Slife talks about in his book, Time and Psychological Explanation, is that from a psychological standpoint, time is not sequential. It's not the past that drives the present and the present that drives the future. Instead, time is holistic. The past, present, and future all exist simultaneously. But like any system, when you change a part, you actually simultaneously change the whole. So when you change the future, you change the present and the past. When you change the past, you change the present and the future. Time is holistic and it's systematic. It is not sequential from a psychological standpoint. So rather than viewing the past as driving the present, or rather than projecting the past onto the present, and rather than projecting the present onto the future, which is what most people do actually, by the way. Dr. Daniel Gilbert is a Harvard psychologist, and he actually gave a TED talk called The Psychology of Your Future Self. And he's been spending a lot of time studying this. He's basically studied this concept for 20-ish years. He came up with a concept called the end of history illusion. And what the end of history illusion is, is it's the idea that basically in the present, you can look back on the past and you can see that you've changed a lot over the last 10 years. But even after you've done that, and this is just basically the regular thing that people do, even after acknowledging that they've changed a lot in the past, if you were to ask someone who they think they'll be in 10 years from now, most people don't think they're going to change very much. Most people think that their future self is pretty much the same person as their present self, which means that most people project the present onto the future and they assume that the future is going to look a lot like the present. What Dr. Daniel Gilbert says is that most people radically underpredict how much different the future will be, but not just the future, but also their own future selves. The truth is your future self is going to be much different from your present self than you may be projecting or predicting. The truth is, is that your future self is a very different person from who you are today. Your future self is in a different situation. They've had different experiences. They have different meanings. They have different goals. They have different values. They're in a different situation. They have a different focus. They even have a different worldview. There's a great quote that says, you do not see the world as it is, but you see the world as you are. In other words, you see the world through a model. You see the world through your own lens. And who you are right now is different from who you were in the past, largely because you see the world through a different model. Think about how differently you see the world now than you saw it five years ago. Think about how different your views are and your knowledge and your understanding, but also even the nature of your choices. You probably make very different choices than your past self would make because you see the world very differently. Well, the same is true of your future self. Your future self sees the world differently. They have different perspectives, different values, different goals, and so the choices that your future self would make are very different from the choices you would make in the present. So rather than projecting the present onto the future, it's actually far more powerful in what we would call a 10x mindset to project the future onto the present. So what you would want to do is, is you would want to clarify your 10x future self. Who's the person you want to be in the future? I think the easiest and best way to do this is to think about where you want to be in 10 years from now. Before you think 10x bigger, think 10 years out. I actually love the quote that it doesn't really matter where you are in 10 days, it, but it does matter a ton where you're going to be in 10 years. And if you start thinking about your 10-year future self, if you start thinking about what matters to them, then you're going to make a lot better decisions in the present. There's actually a lot of research on this from Dr. Hal Hirschfeld. Dr. Hal Hirschfeld has done a lot of research where he talks about how the more connected you get to your future self, the more emotionally connected, the more you have empathy and compassion towards your future self, meaning you you actually strive to understand them and see their perspective and recognize that their perspective is different from yours. That's part of having empathy. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. And as you start to think about the context of your future self 10 years from now, then you can start to think about what would be the best decisions to make now. So rather than operating from the present to the future, what you want to do is you want to clarify who your future self is 10 years from now. 
And I think the best way to do that is to think about what your future self will look like 10 years from now. So think about what's the context of your future self? What does your family look like 10 years from now? One of my favorite quotes comes from Jim Collins. He wrote the book, Good to Great. And he says, if you have more than three priorities, you have zero. So I think something helpful you could do is think about who you'll be in 10 years from now. Think about what your life will be like. So I'm filming this in 2023. So let's go ahead to 2033 and start to contextualize that. How old will you be? How old will your kids be if you have kids? Right now I'm 35, so I'll be 45 years old. My oldest son, Caleb, is 15. So in 10 years, he'll be 25. My youngest, Rex, is two. So he'll be 12 in 10 years from now. But back to the idea of Jim Collins, that if you have more than three priorities, you have zero. It's important to ask, what are the three most important priorities to your future self 10 years from now? So what, just if you were to map ahead and if you were to draw it, and by the way, this is what psychologists call getting things vivid. You want to make your future self vivid and clear because the more vivid and clear your future self is, the better choices you'll make in the present because it's actually your future that shapes the decisions you make here and now. The clearer you get on your future, the better decisions you'll make now. So what are the three most powerful priorities of your future self 10 years from now? Then if you choose to, you could 10X those, meaning you make them 10 times bigger or 10 times better. So think about the three most important priorities to your future self 10 years from now, and then 10X those. So now that you've gone 10 years out, now you can actually go 10 times bigger or 10 times better and say, what's the 10X version of those three priorities? Then what I would have you do is actually move the goal to three years from now rather than 10 years from now. So now you have a 10-year vision and you've made it 10 times bigger or better, and now you've moved it up three to three years out. And now that it's three years out, now your strategy is gonna change. The main thing for you to understand here is, is that it's far more powerful to get connected to your desired future self and let your future self dictate who you are and what you do in the present, and then let your present continuously reshape the meaning of your past so that your past is always happening for you, not to you. It's your future self that you ultimately want to identify with, not your past self. But your past self does have an identity and you love and respect and revere your past self, but you also recognize that you're not your past self. The goal is, is that you get really clear on your 10X future self, which I'm calling the David. The David being Michelangelo's David. You know, the Pope asked him, how did you create the David statue? And he said, I just took away everything that's not the David. So part of a 10X psychology is clarifying your 10X future self, who you want to be, and have that become the identity that's ultimately who you are now. You want to start being, doing, and having what your 10X future self would do. You also want your future to be the filter for everything you see and do in the present. That is actually what takes us to this model here, which is that you want to let your 10X future self shape what you do, which is ultimately the 20%. In the present, you're going to go deep on the 20% and you're going to let go of the 80% because the 80% of your life right now represents your past self and your present self, but it doesn't represent your future self. So if you go back to this, you want to let the future dictate the present and the present to dictate the past. And if you're going to let the future dictate the present, and if it's a 10X future, then what that means is, is that the future is the filter and the funnel for who you are and what you do in the present. And if this future is 10X, then what that means is that only the best 20% of your life right now gets to come forward. And you're going to go deep, deep, deep on that. This is when you start being your future self now. And obviously I wrote an entire book on that subject called Be Your Future Self Now. But this is a part of what psychologists call psychological flexibility. The goal is, is that you're continuously reimagining your future self. And then to Hal Hirschfeld's research, you're getting emotionally connected to your future self. You have empathy for your future self. You become friends with your future self. And you recognize that your future self is a very different person than who you are today. One of the great things about this is that it creates a growth mindset. The knowledge that you're not your past self and that your future self can be massively different allows you to have a growth mindset and allows you to not be so caught 
in who you are in the present. And this resonates a lot with what Daniel Gilbert said in his TED Talk, The Psychology of Your Future Self. He actually said in that TED Talk that the person you are right now is as present and fleeting as the present moment. Your present self is as fleeting as the present moment. And so instead, you want to get really clear on your 10x future self, which is a different person than you, a very different person, and you get to imagine who that is. And then you let that future dictate who you are and what you do, what you say yes to and what you say no to in the present. And the more connected you get to your future self, the more you'll start operating as your future self here and now. You'll start being your future self and doing what your future self would do, not doing what your present self would do. This is what it means to become psychologically flexible. You have an increasingly imagined and exciting and purposeful future self, which you are identifying as and which you are acting as, even if that's radically different from who you've been in the past. And you're also letting go of who you've been in the past. That's part of letting go of the 80%. The 80% is who you were. It's not who you are. And as you connect more and more with your 10x future self, then you're going to be able to let go of the 80% that got you here, but won't get you there. And bringing this all together in the concept of identity, your narrative and your story will become increasingly that of your future self. There's a great theory actually in psychology called generative language. And this fits with narrative identity, that your language that you use shapes your filter. It shapes your perspective, but it also shapes how you act and ultimately how you live. It also shapes the future you see for yourself. And so when you get connected to your future self and you start bringing your future self to the present and you start speaking as your future self, talking as your future self, also as you start letting that be the language of who you are, but also as you connect with a former self that's different than you, as you explain that your past self isn't who you are and as you clearly distinguish how you're different from your past self, but also as you continually recontextualize your past so that it's happening for you, not to you. And in any cases, apologize, recognize that you're not the same person you were and that you would do things differently. This allows you not only to be psychologically flexible and emotionally healthy, but it also allows you to become anti-fragile, where everything in your past is happening for you, not to you. Everything in the past is making you better, not bitter, but also your past is an increasing asset. Your, your past is an asset that continues to make your present and your future bigger and bigger and better and better, rather than having your past be a liability that's ultimately making your present and your future worse. Rather than believing that your past is driving the present and your present is driving the future, you want to continuously operate from your imagined future self and let your future determine your present, who you are, what you do right here and now, be, do, have, and then ultimately let your present continuously reshape the narrative, the meaning of your past. Great, great book on that subject is called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart by Dr. Gordon Livingston. I also wrote a book on the subject called Personality Isn't Permanent. And then ultimately me and Dan wrote a book on that subject called The Gap and the Gain. One big thing here I want to say, even though it's not really that important of a topic, is the difference between personality and identity. There's a lot said about this. A lot of people think that your personality is innate and even that it's biological. It's not. Your pers- Obviously, there are elements of it that are, are biological, but your personality is more actually the surface of who you are. It's more external, whereas the identity is more internal. And your identity, from my perspective, is what drives your personality. This is why I don't really take most personality tests seriously. First off, most personality tests are trash. Uh, The best one is obviously the big five. Even a lot of the research on that shows that your personality is going to change over time. Situations obviously impact your personality. I view your personality as an effect, and I also view your identity as the cause. And your identity is how you define yourself. It's how you It's how you narrate yourself. It's also your standards that you're committed to. And your identity is ultimately what drives your personality. From my standpoint, personality 
is a concept that's not really that useful to worry about. Instead, identity is a far more powerful concept to worry about. Your identity is your story and it's your standards. Your standards are that which you're most committed to. And in a future video, I'm going to talk about raising your floor, which is raising your standards, raising that which you're most committed to. And that has a lot to do with eliminating the 80% that got you here. And as you continually raise your standards and then operate from those standards, you're going to be able to normalize those standards, even if those standards are 10x what your life is right now. Hope you enjoyed episode two. Please subscribe to the channel and I will talk to you in the next episode. See ya.